In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Reyes Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Edith is presented by BetterHelp, because progress is a damn good thing. Start living a happier life today at BetterHelp.com. Q-Code and Crooked Media presents Edith, starring Rosamund Pike, created by Gonzalo Cordova and Travis Helwig. When she told me she'd never been to the White House, I was like, what? Edith, you were born for the White House. And so I said, hey, you should come with to the ladies' luncheon in the Rose Garden next week. And of course, she was like, uh, yeah, I'd go anywhere with you, Trudy, because we're like this. If the people in the back can't see, I'm crossing my fingers to indicate that we would die for each other. Anyway, it was all really nice until... Rain? Rain! It's, it's raining! Everyone inside, go! I can't be seen with a damp hat again. It would end me. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. <gasps> Thanks for the invite, Trudy. Oh, no problem. I'm glad you're here. That was sarcastic. Well, the luncheon is ruined. Why not move the party inside? We all turned, and there was the president holding golf clubs, totally soaked, his whole cute little outfit covered in mud, and we were all speechless, except for Edith, who was just like, Oh, Mr. President. Well, it's an honor to meet a politician who's so dedicated to his country, he's literally covered in it. (laughs) A joke, which I totally got. Wait, I don't get it. So, to answer your question, Mr. King Albert of Belgium, that is how Edith and Woodrow met. Thank you, Trudy. But once again, you don't have to call me Mr. King. Sorry, Albert. No, King Albert is correct. Sorry, of course, Mr. King Albert. The world doesn't revolve around the president. It revolves because of the president. Dr. Grayson had ordered bed rest for Woodrow, but the world still needed to spin. And the Belgian state dinner was one of those little things that kept it spinning. Endless thank yous for inviting me here. I love helping you and Daddy. No, thank you. Having you here distracts people from the fact that Woodrow still needs to rest. This is Woodrow's youngest daughter, Nell. Uh, I do have something to tell you. Please, Nell, tell me anything. I don't know what Nell was like before her mother died, but if having a dead mother makes people say things like this... You have the bluest eyes ever. 
Not just aqua blue, true blue. <sighs> so beautiful. I hope the entire world turns half orphan. Thank you, Nell, that's nice. You know, your eyes are also blue. Not like yours. When Daddy told me he was going to marry someone he just met, I... I was a little worried, but then I saw you and who can blame him? What you just did there, that thing where you make me feel like the prettiest girl in the world, if you could just go around the room and do that to everyone, no one will even care that Woodrow isn't here. Well, of course I'll tell complete strangers they're beautiful. <laughs> Edith, it's going well. It's actually going well. I know. Even Marshall is being fun drunk instead of Marshall drunk. Oh, King Albert! Your Majesty of the Belgish Isles, put her there, pal. Mr. Vice-President, put what where? Oh, wherever you like. As long as you ask me first. <laughs> oh, there's so much to love about that Belgium. Yeah. The waffles, uh, the beer, Ooh. and uh, the woman. You mean the women? No, I really only know one. <laughs> hey, for a king, you're all right. Here's to no one overthrowing you or beheading you. Yikes. Anytime soon. Okay, he's bordering on Marshall Drunk. But still, it's not bad. And the best part hasn't even happened yet. Dinner time! Everyone is going to sit down and use my seating chart. Trudy spent weeks on it. She was so proud. Hell, I was proud of her ability to save me from doing it. Look, the French ambassador just sat down and is on his way to making the young bride the Baron of Austria blush. I can already smell the gunpowder from the duel. Trudy, you know this seating chart isn't actually supposed to get people killed, right? I know, and they probably won't, but if it's in the papers, just remember, it was all me. Wait, what is that? Did Lansing just ignore the seating chart and sit next to the King of Belgium? Why did we invite that viper? In reality, I had no choice. He's Secretary of State, not having the President here already raised enough eyebrows. The compromise was Trudy sat him as close to the bathrooms as possible. So, of course, this seat swap was infuriating. I am going to put that man in his place. Literally. Give him hell for me. Oh, I will give him hell. Screw it. I'll say it loud and proud. Hell. It had been a few weeks, but Woodrow was still recovering. Dr. Grayson told me the best thing I could do was keep the fire roaring beside his bedside. Hey, Woodrow, how are you? I'd been so used to seeing Woodrow sleep that even the smallest change, an envelope lying on top of his chest, could make me make a noise like this. <gasps> That's the sound of me realizing someone had snuck into the president's bedroom. And this is the sound of me realizing it was some kind of threat. <gasps> this must be some kind of threat. Trudy, someone just broke into the president's bedroom. Oh my god, they kidnapped him? No, they just left a letter. A ransom letter? How much do they want to get Woodrow back? No, no, it's not a ransom letter. It's a threat. Someone in this room attending this banquet knows all about Woodrow's condition. <gasps> I don't understand, but I'm shocked. Woodrow wrote this letter years ago, back when he was married to his first wife, Ellen. He wrote it to a woman named Mary Peck. Mary Peck? <gasps> Is it a love letter to a rich socialite telling her that even if their love must remain a secret, he holds her in his Tony, heart? stop guessing. No, I, wait, that one's actually right. How'd you know? Broken clock, that sort of thing. Edith, you gotta tell me everything. I know I'm not sitting, but I am on the edge of my seat. It's a sex scandal, Trudy. This is how presidencies end. Well, it's how they used to end. Wait, I don't understand. 
Did he cheat on his first wife before or after she died? Before? How can you cheat on someone after they die? Oh yeah, you're right. That doesn't make sense. Ghosts don't exist and you can't be in love with them. Trudy and I found a quiet spot away from the King of Belgium and the serfs of Washington. I told her as much of the story as I knew. I must know more about this Mary Beck woman. <laughs> Over my life, so many men have uttered those lines, ushering me center stage into their lives. Well, let's see. <gasps> there was Admiral John Abrathnot. Mary, you are beautiful. Famed author Sam, Sam Clemens, you know him as Mark Twain. Why, hello, beautiful. American Vice Counsel W.H. Allen. My God, you are a Beauty. And believe me, so many more. So beautiful. What a beauty. 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 How'd you get so beautiful? But Woodrow, President of the United States, Woodrow Wilson. Dear Mary, my precious honeysuckle, if I ever have to be with you for half an hour with only two stolen half glances to express my irresistible desire to take you in my arms and kiss your entire body, I swear I will crack an artery. Dear Woodrow, I could tell, and I know exactly where in your body the artery will crack. Yours, Mary. Woodrow was memorable. He was also pretty racist, but I try my best to focus on the poetry memories. I met him in Bermuda, which is where I summered, wintered, occasionally sprung. He traveled to the island to work on his new book and was dining in the Hamilton Hotel when he saw me. I was hard to miss. Oh! <laughs> thank you, thank you, but I, I couldn't, I can't. It's like I said to Sam, you know him as Mark Twain. I call him Sam. I said, Sam, I can't perform. I, I don't have my castanets. Oh, wait, here they are. <laughs> Waiter, Waiter, tell me, who is that Mary Peck woman on stage? Woodrow had an affair with this Mary woman. People have tried to use it against him in the past, but every time we somehow got lucky. As far as the list of suspects go, I mean, Lansing's right at the top. We can't rule out Marshall. Or Mr. King Albert. He might be in cahoots with Lansing. Lansing violated the seating chart, and Mr. King was extremely lax about it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I trouble you fine ladies for an ashtray? I've been ashing into Tumulty's martini, which, well, I mean, a, a martini? Come on, Tommy, you ain't better than me. Marshall, how drunk are you? Uh, drunk enough that people tell me things they think I'll forget. Oh, yeah? What do people tell you? No, no. Whispers. Whispers on the winds. Where's Woodrow? Where's Woodrow? <laughs> Everyone asks, what's up with Woodrow? But, you know, no one ever asks, what's up with Marshall? Um, what is up with Marshall? Nah, not much. I got a boat. I didn't think I cared enough about Marshall to worry about him, but it's hard not to worry about someone when they tell you. Nah, but don't you worry. I don't want people to ask about me. No, unless they're asking, when will that baby boy kiss me on the kisser? <laughs> Where's Woodrow? Na, 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 na. Maybe we should put him at the top of the list. Now let's do what Woodrow did when he was picking a VP and put him at the bottom of our list. Now before we worry about him, let me interrogate our prime suspect. <laughs> oh, we know. Vous avez raison. Playing with letters again, Lansing? 
Uh, pardon? Pardon you? No. If you're ever convicted, I'll just let you rot. I'm talking about this. An envelope? Don't be coy. I know what you did. <laughs> I can see I've upset you, but I, I'm asking as a friend. <laughs> are you handling this all okay? Are you getting enough sleep? You're just coming across a little paranoid. Paranoid? How can I be paranoid when you're the one sneaking into my husband's room and leaving secret letters? I see how that sounds paranoid, but I want you to know it's not. <laughs> Edith, I've been here with King Albert all well, night. I, Your Majesty? I was just telling the First Lady I've been enjoying your company all night. Me too, Secretary Lansing. I've enjoyed discussing the Leagues of Nations and a post-war... Thank you, Your Majesty. Please enjoy the festivities. Lansing, this isn't your seat. Good night. Edith. Edith. What? What is it, Trudy? It's not Lansing. While you talked to him, I put my purse down for a second and someone dropped another love letter from Woodrow in there. I only read it three or four times before running over to tell you. Listen to this. Mary, last night I dreamt that your beautiful form was beside me. I only need stretch out my hand and feel your body, fill my reach. I didn't know Woodrow had it in him. I mean, if he was 40 years younger and I was 40 years older, I... Wait, how, how old do you think Woodrow is? Look, I still don't understand. How does this prove it's not Lansing? Lansing and the King were both in front of us the whole time. It can't be them. Shit, I didn't want it to come to this. But it has to. Edith, where are you going? There's too many people here to narrow it down, but this letter didn't fall from the sky. Right, it clearly came from the depth of his soul, traveled the byways of his heart from pen to the page because he... He really wanted to have sex with this lady. Well, the letters must have been in Mary's possession, which means she gave it to someone here, right? <gasps> You're going to see Mary? How long is the flight to Bermuda? Oh, no, that's just where she vacations. She lives in Foggy Bottom. You know her address? Hmm, she's a threat to my husband's presidency. I tend to learn shit like that. Wow, what a dramatic way to say you know someone's address. I love it. Edith is presented by our friends at BetterHelp. In this day and age, it's definitely okay to talk about mental health and happiness. And thanks to BetterHelp, it's easier than ever. Gonzalo, do you think that writing eight episodes of a podcast and reading a bunch of books about historical figures right in the depths of a pandemic was stressful for you and our friendship? No, it was a nice ice cream sandwich. <laughs> I do think we learned a lot about our friendship during the making of this show, specifically that we should not talk over text to one another if we disagree. I mean, sometimes text is great. We could hash out a problem easily. Sometimes we needed to get on the phone. Sometimes we needed to Zoom. And look, text might not be for me and Gonzalo, but I know a lot of people that use text for their therapy, and BetterHelp is one of those places where you can text with a therapist, but you don't have to. You can also do live chats with a therapist. You do phone calls with the therapist. Whatever you want, BetterHelp can get you quick access to licensed therapists and help you talk through the issues you might be having. You can start communicating in under 48 hours and join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if therapy is for you because you are your greatest asset. Start today with BetterHelp. They're giving Edith fans a special offer. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Edith. That's BetterHelp.com slash Edith. Go maximize your happiness with BetterHelp. 
In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Reyes Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. People always take too long to say what they mean. So usually, I love telegrams. Charging by the word forces them to get right to it. I wish we had to pay by the word in everyday conversation. But some telegrams are just trash. If engagement to Edith announced, Mrs. Peck sends love letters to press. Stop. We'll kill re-election campaign. Stop. Signed, a friend. Stop. I was Wait, this person. Mrs. Peck... I, it... You go first. No, you go. The person I was when I did this to Ellen, when I had this relationship with Mary... When Ellen died, it forced me to finally reflect on what I did to her, who I was, and I want you to know, I'm not this person anymore. I won't do this to you. Okay. Oh, wow. This is a lot. I know. But, uh, okay, one thing at a time. There is a problem in front of us. I know. I betrayed your trust by keeping this secret, but I thought it was behind me. No, 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 no. Not that. We can deal with that. This telegram is a Damocles sword dangling on a frayed rope over our necks. Our necks? Our necks. Whoever this friend is wants to stop our marriage. So yes, the sword is over both our necks. And it will snap sooner or later, so we need to cut it while we're ready for it to fall. I don't understand. We announce our engagement. You still want to get married? Yes. Don't you? Of course. I absolutely still want to marry you, but you realize what you're signing up for, right? The press will try to destroy us. The Republicans will drag this scandal out for the rest of my presidency, and they'll hound you, too. Maybe worse. It won't be easy. Marriage never is. But you're right. Once these letters are out, we have to fight. We throw every lawyer, every detective, every everything at this merry woman until she retracts. We destroy what little reputation that woman has left. I just remembered why I first fell in love with you. Back when we first met. Oh, yeah? Why is that? <laughs> you don't scare easy. The day of our wedding came, but the letters were never leaked. But that didn't get it off my mind. Even on what should have been the happiest day of my adult life. Mrs. Wilson, I just realized how lucky I am. That the story never broke? No. To spend the rest of my life with you. I'm sorry, I... I, I woke up thinking I... They're waiting for today to do it. It's going to leak on our wedding and ruin what should be a beautiful day. and But it never broke. And, and that's good, right? Yes, of course, of course. But it means that it still could. It still could. At first it's hard, but the thing about swords dangling over your head is after a while you get used to them. You wake up and you go, hello, sword, or good morning, sword, or sweet dreams, sword. And so after a while you forget it's there until you look up one day and remember, oh, shit, there's a sword. Thank you, Ike. Please keep the car here. I shouldn't be long. 
I knew Foggy Bottom wasn't elegant, but Mary's house wasn't a house at all. It was an apartment on the third floor, out of three floors. Yes, this letter's definitely in Woodsy's handwriting, which is much neater than someone like Sam's. That's Samuel Clemens. You know, Mark Twain, we're friends. Yeah. Yes, I know. I've met him. Oh, so you call him Sam too? Yes. Well, sorry to disappoint, but I've never seen this letter before. Wait, that does... Well, what about the threatening telegram you sent before our marriage? What telegram? You never sent a telegram? No! I don't do things like that. Not to Woodsy. Oh, that's Woodrow. President of the United I States. I know who he is. He's my husband. Oh, right. Sorry. But this letter is dated after he stopped writing to me. Yeah. One day he just stopped. I thought he wanted it to be over and... And I respected his wishes. <clears throat> but I guess he, he did keep writing after all and someone... Intercepted them? Is that what you're saying? His wife, I imagine? That means she must have known. Well, there's no way to ask her now. Hmm. As I stood up, Mary grabbed my hand, tighter than she needed to. It felt like if she let go, she'd plummet to her death. I can still feel her rings. She wore so many rings and, like, an audible amount of bracelets. I tell you this, woman to woman, because I see some of me in you. First of all, that's ridiculous. We have nothing in common. Woodrow's world is full of vipers. Okay, ignore the fact that that does sound a lot like me. Never cede control. Hang on tight to it. Look at this apartment. <sighs> I lived in a mansion with servants and a piano that we bought just to pretend we were piano people. Oh yeah, you have to have a piano if you want to be piano people. My ex-husband was an awful man and when he found out about... After the divorce, he took everything from me. I know our circumstances are different, but there's people out there who want to do that to you, too. Remove you from your home. Who? How do you know that? I don't. But people don't threaten you with mysterious love letters if they don't want what's yours. Thank you for that. Um, if you'll excuse me, I have to go back to a dinner for the King of Belgium. Oh! Al! <laughs> I love Al. I call him Al. Tell Al I say hello. Actually, can I come? Absolutely not. Yeah, okay, no, I did not think so. <laughs> Edith, did you find her? What happened? You were gone a while. I had to make a quick stop. Where's Nell? I have to tell her something. What, what do you have to tell her? Something she has a right to know. Nell, this isn't easy, but... There's gonna be news tomorrow, in the paper. News? What news? Someone is threatening your father with letters that prove that while your mother was alive, he had an affair. I couldn't allow them to do that to Woodrow, to blackmail and manipulate us, not while he's sick, so... I went to a journalist friend. Edith. Please, you didn't. I had to. No. I leaked the letters. They'll be in tomorrow's papers. Okay. Now, you okay? <laughs> I, I didn't... I didn't want this. What? What didn't you want? I, I just... I wanted you... For you to ask the family what we wanted for our father. Please, uh, call it off. Call it off. <sighs> there we go. Thought so. Edith. Please try to understand. And the telegram? Mommy had just died. And you come in, controlling everything, and I, 
I was worried and scared. <laughs> and look at you now, was I wrong? What did you think would happen? I wanted you to take a moment to reconsider what you're doing with Daddy. Maybe just ask us, am I doing something bad? Hmm. Well, it's out there now, just like you wanted. Oh, my God. Oh, God. You, you didn't have to do this. You didn't have to. My initial plan was to tell her the truth, admit that I never gave any letters to any members of the press. I mean, I'm not crazy. I just wanted her to tell the truth. But I don't know. This woman ruined my wedding day. I've lived in fear ever since, so I'm not proud of it. Or maybe I am, depends on the day. But I've decided to let her wait too, day after day, just like I did, for those letters to arrive in the morning paper. Edith, how could you be so... Heartless, ruthless, cruel? I have a mirror right there if you want to finish that sentence. <laughs> Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. None of that changes. That what you're doing to daddy, to, to the country, it just isn't right. You know what? Right now, looking into your eyes, you're right. My eyes are better than yours. I went back, talked to my guests, enjoyed the food, congratulated Trudy on a job well done, and then it was over. The dinner was a success, after all. That night, I was too restless to get into bed. I sat by Woodrow's side and eventually fell asleep. Until Woodrow woke me up. Uh. Woodrow was standing. Woodrow? Woodrow, what are you doing? For the first time since his fall. But he wasn't just standing. He was trying to open a locked desk drawer, as if, even in his condition, in the early dawn, he had business to take care of. Woodrow, can you hear me? When I tried to help him, he fell into my arms and I sat him in a chair. I called Dr. Grayson and he said it was a miracle. Woodrow's standing meant he was finally on a path to recovery. I asked if there was anything I could do to help and Dr. Grayson said, Keep the fire going. Woodrow needs the warmth. Sometime later, I opened that desk drawer, and there wasn't anything inside. Just a lockbox. I opened it, and I found some old receipts, some postage, some paperwork. People ask me, what happened to those love letters? 
I'm not sure. I must have lost them at some point. Some have asked, were there any more? But I never found anything like that. I mean, if I did, if they still existed, where are they now? Did they just disappear? Disappear like that sword dangling off of my head? Edith stars Rosamund Pike as Edith Wilson, Esther Povitsky as Trudy Grayson, Clark Gregg as Woodrow Wilson, Darcy Carden as Nell McAdoo, Stephen Root as Thomas Marshall, Alyssa Limparis as Mary Peck, Tom Amans as Robert Lansing, Susan Harmon as Socialite One, Kat Ring as Socialite Two, Henri Binge as King Albert, Richard Neal as Admiral Abrathnot, Darren Cooper as Mark Twain, Tim True as W.H. Allen, Eddie Keller as male suitor, Timothy Allen Roberts as male suitor, Ross Turner as male suitor, Chris Pencel as male suitor. Created and written by Gonzalo Cordova and Travis Helwig. Directed by Maureen Barucha. Executive produced by Rosamund Pike, John Lovett, Sarah Geismer, Allison Falzetta, Rob Herding, David Henning, and Sandra Yiling. Produced by Shinyin Hiyu. Co-producer, Michelle Zarati. Original music and composition by Darren Johnson and Ashoka Tiagarajan. Q-Code Head of Music, Darren Johnson. Audio Engineering by Ryan Walsh and Ben Milchev. Edited by Neely Oftering. Sound Design by Andrew Pomeroy. Mixed by Ryan Sanchez. Q-Code Head of Mixing, Ben Milchev. Casting Directors, Chelsea Block and Marisol Roncalli at Atomic Honey. Casting Director for Guest Roles, Andrea Bunker. Assistant Director, Kelsey Adams. Script Supervisor, Sam Beasley. Dialect Coach for Rosamund Pike, Carla Meyer. Assistant Engineering by Neely Oftering and Beatrice Noronha. Production Coordinator, Brandon Weisner and Anna Basha Yoakum. Production Assistant, Nathan Yan and Bailey Grayson. Post Coordinator, Rachel Yanover. Production Legal, Christina Bulbrook and Lindsay Keel. Production Accounting, Pin Chen Lu. Edith is a Q-Code and Crooked Media production. Edith is presented by BetterHelp, because progress is a damn good thing. Start living a happier life today at BetterHelp.com. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone needs a break from the real world. That's why we played games as kids, and that's why we should play games as adults. I'm Troy Lavalley. And I'm Joe O'Brien. And back in 2015, we started a podcast called The Glass Cannon Podcast, a show made up of comedians and actors playing a fantasy role-playing game. And now is the perfect time to start listening because we just started a brand new story. It's basically Lord of the Rings meets Game of Thrones meets X-Files. Search for The Glass Cannon Podcast on your podcast app of choice. Hey, life is hard, so come play pretend with us.